Blog Talk Radio. Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Who are the unstoppable ones? Is it just that they can do it and I can't? Mission Unstoppable. Mission Unstoppable. The unstoppable ones. You did say unstoppable, right? You did say unstoppable, right? What is it they know that I don't? Coach Frankie Picasso takes you on Mission Unstoppable. Anyone stop these people? Good evening. I am the Unstoppable Coach Frankie Picasso, and you're about to go on another Mission Unstoppable. Our guide tonight will be taking us on a whirlwind tour through a plethora of social media sites and tools that you should begin to consider your office of the future. This is where business is taking place today, and my guest, author, marketing promotion expert, and social media networking authority will be showing us the increased advantage of utilizing everything that this new playground has to offer. So stay tuned and stay close. It is the Unstoppable Frankie Picasso. You are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio Live if you're listening on Tuesday, August 4th. The time in Toronto is 8 p.m., 7 in Chicago, and 5 in Los Angeles. I want to thank the good folks here at Blog Talk Radio for allowing me to broadcast over their network, and I especially want to thank you. You know who you are for tuning in to me each and every week. The phone lines are open. The chat room is as well, so feel free to call us at 646 646- Five nine five three seven four one, or write if you have any questions. I'm in the chat room right now with Wacko Bob. Say hi, Bob. <laughs> okay, Mike Vulcan uh, says that writing doesn't sell books. Great marketing does, and he couldn't be more right. Millions of authors can't sell great books because writing and marketing are two separate skill sets, just like in most professions. In order to level the playing field, Mike Vulcan has written the social networking for authors, untapped possibilities. For wealth, And in it, you will find many useful tips, tools, and websites to make your job of successful, excuse me, successfully selling tons of books a reality instead of a pipe dream. Mike's breakthrough book is entitled The Ultimate Basic Training Guidebook, and he wrote this best-selling book in order to prepare recruits for military basic training. See, Mike served in Operation Enduring, Iraqi Freedom as a chemical operations specialist, and he received an Army Commendation Medal for his efforts. He also was commended for the fitness programs that he designed to help his fellow soldiers. So armed with a dual bachelor's and master's degree in science from Stephen F. Austin State University in Texas, and he also has a real estate broker's degree from uh, Kasum's River College in Sacramento, California. So Sergeant Michael Vulcan is a U.S. Army veteran, and he is totally unbelievable. So Mike, welcome. Good evening. Thanks so much for having me. That was a great intro. You, you presented it well. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. It's always it's always really great, you know, when you hear your intro and hear about yourself because you always wonder, geez, that's really me. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you, I sound like, like that. Pretty... Yeah, you sound awesome. I, I want to congratulate you on this effort, on this book, um, your latest book, because it is um, really, um, really easy to read, understand, and use. And I think that was your whole objective. So as an author and someone who likes to be actively involved in the sales of my book, you've just made my job a whole lot easier. It was really well laid out. It's easy to execute the instructions. I've already, you know, gone and tested some of the sites. I'm like, wow, I got my, you know, I Googled, um, my, did the analytics on my website. I went and got wow. my, my rating, you know, um, see what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. Uh, really great information. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that was the hardest part of writing a book. It wasn't delivering the information, it was presenting it on the page that uh, anybody that um, really didn't know, even if you didn't know really how to ever log on the Internet, it can, can take it from step one. Uh, I had to really, I don't want to say dumb it down, but I had to present it to where uh, a beginner who wasn't even familiar, never even heard of Facebook before, could just take it and just kind of uh, really just become a marketing expert on Facebook just by reading a chapter or two on it and, and just present certain information because there's so much you could spend all day on Facebook. In fact, that's how I met you, I believe. Uh, yeah. You, know, you could spend yeah. all day on Facebook and just get lost in yourself. So the book presents uh, basically a very direct way on, on how to market effectively on, on various social networking sites. So thank you. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying dumb it down. I mean, the, the dummies books have, have done really well for them. Sure. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and 
You know, it is kind of true because there's a lot of people in my age group and older, which is the over 50 crowd, who who are writing books and aren't that familiar with the Internet. You know, they they know how to write. They know how to read. They've done it for a very long time, but they really don't know their way around the Internet. Um, so right. this is this is a great book for strategy to help them, you know, successfully sell their own books. And, and nobody is going to love you like yourself and, and push like you are, you know, your own book. Right. So. Um, it's a it's a really great thing. Now, you you have some pretty scary statistics. You said that over seventy percent of books do not earn a profit. Wow! Right. And yeah, the average shelf life. Yeah, the average shelf life three to five months. I mean, that's um, and you know, if that if uh, other authors were like me, it, would, it takes you longer to write a book than it does to sell it, which is scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've met authors that took them ten years to write their books. So yeah, that is pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, social networking for authors took uh, a little over a year um, from the, the moment of inception and conception to the very, you know, hey, here, this is the final galley copy. Um, and if it only lasted three to five months on the shelf, I would have never written it in the first place. So um, Ultimate Basic Training Guidebook, which is my breakthrough book, which teaches military recruits how to, you know, make it through basic training, uh, that's been going strong for six years, and it's uh, is really one of my primary sources of income. I mean, it pays my mortgage, it pays my bills. And, really? Um, and wow. And I have a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, only 1% of authors can actually say that they uh, use uh, a book that they wrote as a primary source of income, so I'm in the lucky few. That's true. And I use, I use those tips to write the book, Social Networking for Authors. I mean, that's how I sell my basic training book is um, basically laid out in my Social Networking for Authors book. That's pretty difficult to do, too, because, well, you have a great niche market in that book. Um, this book, I thought, would have been a little bit more difficult to write only because, the, the you know, you've got 18 months on the Internet and, and you're outdated. So, I mean, if you don't, if you don't hurry up and get it down on paper, like that's gone, it's changed, everything's, you know, new and different. Right, and that's why I added the video section to my website. Uh, I believe I sent you a link to it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, every time there's a new social networking site out, I add, a, like, a a video, uh, a short video tutorial on how to market effectively on that particular website. So yeah, the the um, the website is or the website social networking are always ever changing. But uh, you know my website will be changing with it. So once you purchase the book, you'll have access to the videos forever. Oh wow, that's great. So your 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 website is is your website selltonsofbooks.com? Is that right? It's um. Yeah, it's sellatonofbooks.com. It's oh, sell a ton. I always get that wrong. Yeah, sorry. Sellatonofbooks.com. I mean, what a great name that is. Thanks. <laughs> surprised I got it because I know I'll, I'll, that's probably the 20th or 25th uh, domain name I typed in before I found one that I like. So. Oh, really? Uh, wow. I, I must uh, own like 50 at least. I, I just keep thinking oh, yeah. of games and going, oh, I think I'll do that. Who knows if I'll ever do that business, but I really like the name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would encourage authors. Wouldn't you encourage people just, you know, you think you have a great name, like get it down, get it done. It's $10, big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And a tip I would have is if you, if you do have a book, obviously you should have a website, but also don't just buy one domain. Buy, um, you know, there are tools you can look up for um, commonly misspelled words when people are, you know, searching yeah. on search engines. Um, buy, buy several domains and point them all at one site. So it, even the, you know, the misspelled words, like, for example, my book is, one of my books has the word basic training in it. Well, I found mm-hmm. out that a lot of people misspell the word basic. It's B-A-C, uh, B-A-S-C-I, uh, you know, when they mistype basic training. Okay, yeah, basic yeah, yeah. The last two. So, you know, you always want to buy, know the misspellings of the, of the words in your book and then buy the domain name. And, and would that also go for AdWords? Yes, absolutely. AdWords, uh, Google AdWords is how you can market your book, you know, as, as a pay-per-click campaign. However, I wouldn't recommend using Google AdWords uh, because books have very low profit. I mean, you're looking at what five or ten bucks uh, profit right. per if book. If you're lucky, so, if you're lucky, yeah. and if you sell your book on Amazon, you may be getting a dollar, dollar and a half yeah. per book. Yeah, ten percent. You want to be selling Amazon. it yourself, right? You want to, you want to be able to buy your book and sell it yourself. Absolutely. You, there's too many free resources out there to make thousands of dollars a month, if not more, on your book. So use the, utilize the free resources first before start, you start paying for stuff. You know? Yeah. Might yeah. as well. So, okay, um, how does a science major, <laughs> you know, you got your master's in science, how do you become yeah. a social networking guru? Is it just well, because you wrote your basic training book that you learned or – yeah, you, you know what? I did. I wasn't involved in social networking at all, or, or marketing at all, until I got out of um, Iraq, and I realized 
Uh, you know what? I have what could be a book here. I'm not sure. So I sent it off to a few people, and people offered to pay me for it. I said, you know what? Let me go search around for a publisher. And after about 20 or 30 publishers told me there's no way this doesn't have any legs, I found a publisher that um, said, you know what? This, I see some vision in this. Let's, let's uh, roll with it. So he turned it into um, a great-looking book. Uh, when I gave it to him, it was just a pile of paper. Some of it was handwritten. I mean, I was in Iraq without a computer some of the time, so yeah. I just wrote, wrote down my thoughts. And uh, after that, you know, I really became interested in marketing and in learning how to find customers because they're out there. I mean, you just turn on your computer, and the customers are out there. It's just a matter of you finding them, and, and you have right. to find them because they're not going to find you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, it's, you know, you have a good point. You can't give up when you write a book, but I would also encourage people to look at a self-publishing option because you retain the rights to your book. If your book does well and you're selling it well, then a publisher can pick you up, and, and you can do both. And and right. so, you know, don't let your dreams be put on hold just because somebody says, you know what, I, I don't like your book. <laughs> like, who are they? Because right. <laughs> yeah. like you said, there's tons of customers out there. Your book is doing really well. It's paying your mortgage. And 30 people, you know, said no. So what do they know? Right. They obviously don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so there, be unstoppable. There's too many, <laughs> <laughs> many uh, print-on-demand shops now where you can go make your own book for, what, ten, five, ten bucks and then um, – you know, it's, I mean, of course, you have to do the selling yourself, but, um, you know, if you're in the book industry, you have to be prepared for rejection because the average person doesn't just call one publisher and, and get their book accepted. Yeah, it'd be pretty, pretty rare. And, yeah, and you know, if a publisher does pick you up, they're going to redo it and they're going to make it look great anyway, so. Oh, they'll change know. it. They'll change it to their vision and, um, you know, because they obviously an experienced publisher knows what sells on the, on the bookshelves, but, um you know, it's, and that's another you know benefit of self-publishing is you you retain that freedom and that right to have the cover look what you want to look like, and then the uh, the inside text uh, to say what you want to say. So uh, there there's some benefits and drawbacks to going self-publish route or publish route. Now we are talking sure. about authors and we're talking about publishing in books. But as I read your book, I thought this is going to apply to anybody who is marketing anything on the internet. They can still use these tips and tools uh, to sell whatever it is that they want to sell. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I actually thought about that in my mind, whether I should publish the book specifically for authors or publish it uh, for anybody who wants to sell. And, you know, that, that's a tip I would give everybody out there is if, if you have a nonfiction book like this to sell, make it specific geared towards a certain audience. Uh, if I were to make this social, Yeah, if I were to make this social networking book just social networking, you know, how to – how to sell anything on social networking sites, not a lot of people would, would buy it. It's too generalized. And, and I thought with my experience as an author, I could better relate to those who are trying to do the same thing that I was or am successful at. So, um, yeah, but now you can resell this book. I mean, you can call it something else. You can call it, you know, social networking for, for soldiers who want to write books, for, you know, for anybody. Yeah. And, and you can just call it whatever and just give the same book to another niche because it, it all, everything still applies, which is great That's marketing. True. Certainly got legs, that's for sure. Yeah, you yeah. got lots of legs here. So, you know, for those those folks who don't know what social networking is, I mean, you, we started off. You said you met me on Facebook, and the big ones are, you know, Facebook and Twitter and and MySpace. But um, right. what is social networking? Like, really, what is it? Yeah, well, let's take it from the very grassroots beginning. Social networking is the grouping of individuals into a specific group, and historically, social networking has been done in person. Uh, but recently, because of you know it's gained online popularity thanks to some popular sites like Facebook and MySpace and Twitter. Um, so what an author has available are websites that attract millions of visitors, and those visitors are grouped together based on certain interests. Let's take Facebook for example. So when users log into Facebook.com, they connect with their friends and their family and to reach out to new people. But who do they reach out to? They reach out to people of similar interests, right? So if you're like playing poker, for example, you might log into Facebook to see if there are any poker groups, any poker videos or discussion boards and games and all that good stuff. So that allows you, the author of a poker book, using the same example, a targeted audience of potential customers. Now, on many of these sites, you can't outright spam users. You can't email everyone in the poker room and just flat out tell them about your book. You won't get any attention. You'll probably get banned right, from the site. So sure. in my book, I show you not only how to get customers the proper way, but also how to get those customers to tell their friends and their friends to tell their friends and so on and so forth. You know, the great aspect of social networking is that everyone of similar interests, to some degree online, 
in these sites is connected to each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did you find me on Facebook? Do you remember? You know what? I think I was just uh, in an author group uh, somewhere and or did some kind of search uh, for authors, and, and you came up, and your radio show came up, and I decided to, to contact you. So, um, okay, okay. That's, okay. I found that's you. cool. Yeah. That works. You respond fast. You're you're on Facebook. Every time I email you, you get that um, you get that email back to me in about less than a minute. So I'm I, I respond very quickly to all of my site my social sites. Um, you're right. I'm not on Facebook, and I really don't like it. And and people say, oh, and as a matter of fact, I, I pretty much have have stopped all of, you know, I don't want to know who's doing what and who's giving me flowers, but. Right. Um, I do want to know who writes to me. So I think it's important because you do forget. You know, if you don't respond to people quickly, you kind of forget and it gets, right. you know. And, and yeah. if you want to sell something, I think it's always, you know, customer service is like the biggest thing got, you got going for you. So, um, oh, you know, whether cool. whether it's to you, who I wasn't selling anything to, uh, but, you know, you've got you've got parents who are probably in midlife. Maybe you want to buy my book. Who knows, right? <laughs> But yeah, I'm not gonna go there. You have to be right careful now. on these social networking sites. It's information overload. You can get carried away for days on these things, and not, you know, you have to stick to your objective when you log into these things. You know. Well, you know, I got kicked off Facebook um, once for having unstoppable Frankie Picasso. For having unst- they go, it's not a real name. And oh. I go, what? Frankie Picasso's not a real name. They go, no. And I go, well, it's my name. And then I kept, you know, people were writing to them going, put Frankie back on, you know. And finally they did, and they said, well, Unstoppable is not a real name. And then, you know, two months later they said, would you like to have your own Unstoppable Frankie Picasso name? I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah, so it's a little bit weird. Um, Yeah, you're not in control. But, um, you know, you – Hey, you know what? I've got lots of lots of people. And when I was selling my book and I had an Amazon campaign, you know, of course, that's who you go to. You go to your social network and try to, you know, funnel everybody into one big day. That's right. how I did it. You know, right. so interesting. Um, it would have been, you know, really helpful to have your book because you know I know about a lot of sites, but I don't know how to use them to my advantage. That's and that's problem. that's what you showed us how to do. Right. Um, right. So let's start with your book. You, you know, you've got your chapters laid out really nicely. You talk in chapter two, where you talk about um, building a proper foundation for your book, that you can judge a book by the front cover, and most of us do. We pick up a book yep. because it looks interesting. Right. That's seven. You got seven seconds or less yeah. to impress the person. You know, if they pick up your book, they look at the front cover for seven seconds or less, and then they flip it over. They look at the back cover for five seconds or less. That's what the research shows. So you have less than 12 seconds to uh, have somebody want to reach in their pocket. Wow. We just um, we just lost – if you can hear me, we just lost you. Oh, we just lost him. Uh, Mike Vulcan, uh, sell a ton of books. Um, but he's going to call back. I know he is because he is an experienced radio host and a guest. And, and so we're going to get him back here. How's everybody doing? How's Wacko doing in there? You doing okay? You listening? Um, you use social networking sites. What, site, what sites are you – I'd like to hear from you guys. Come on. Oh, he's back. I'd like to know what sites you guys are actually um, on. I'm on – geez, I can't even tell you how many sites. You're back. Yay. Hey, I thought you hung up <laughs> on me. I thought you didn't like me. Sorry no, about that. No, no, no. You dropped. The call dropped, looks like. I but I told him you were experienced and you'd be calling back. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, what I was saying is uh, a customer has less than 12 seconds to determine if they like your book or not and shell out 20 bucks for it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's got to be designed good, very good. Okay, um, I, I, I have to ask this question because it's so intriguing in your book. Um, you talk about creating a website, and anybody can create a, a blog site, I mean, they're, and, and they're free. A lot of them are free, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, the importance of hyperlinks. What's a hyperlink? Well, a hyperlink is when you link to another website or have somebody – uh, link to your website. So you know those little light blue underlined um, links yeah. on websites that you click on and it takes you to another page mm-hmm. uh, or another website. Uh, that's what a hyperlink is. So your goal on your website is to have as many people linking to hyperlinking uh, to your website as possible. That's what Google oh. ranks. That way, you know, if you have 500 people linking to your site, they're going to say, hey, this, this website must be pretty important. Let me rank it nice and high. So Google, okay. it's important that, that Google um, uh, sees a lot of hyperlinks into your site and not outgoing from your site. Now, they, they prefer blog sites to websites? Are they higher yes. ranked? They are. Um, I think, well, they, they kind of refer, the, the reason why they like blogs 
better than websites themselves is because it has dynamic content. You know, a blog can change every day, every hour, every right. time you post a new blog content, uh, a blog post. But uh, websites are pretty much static the way they are unless you physically change a picture or some text. So uh, Google loves blogs. Always have a website with a blog. If you have a website without a blog, don't expect to be ranked very high uh, on the uh, Google. And I keep mentioning Google because Google is pretty much the king of search engines right now, although Bing is Bing.com is making a, a big comeback or a big, so does, does, big up, is up Google up. one to ten, Mike? Do they rate it, you uh, one to you ten? Mean? Is a uh, website rated well when oh. when Google rates your site, is it what what is the what does it go from? Yeah, it, well in, in layman's terms it's one to ten. I think you're talking about the um the the page rank uh toolbar that you might see where where they rank pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, they'll rank them from one to ten, and, and uh, there's a lot of factors that go into that um, that ranking. There is from from new content or changing content to, uh, like we just mentioned, incoming hyperlinks to your site, uh, how the site is designed. But yes, it, it's ranked from one to ten, and that ranking is of importance uh, of your competitors. So if let's just stick with that example of poker. If there's a ten thousand other poker websites, how do you your website compare to those other ten thousand websites? Okay. So what about, can you talk about meta tags for a second? Because when I did my, my um, uh, I did the analytics on it, it said that, you know, I was like at a, at a 97 or something, quite high, but I was lacking meta tags. And, and so what are meta tags and where do I put them and how do I, how do you do that? Yeah, what meta tags are, in, don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, well, every website, um, all the, the standard um, websites are written in HTML code. So basically all, all those pretty pictures you see when you log into a website or if you go to sellatonofbooks.com, all of that is really just code. There's, there's HTML code on the back, um, mm-hmm. and meta tags go into the HTML code. And you can just type in any Google search engine, where do meta tags go, and there's plenty of HTML tutorials. Um, but basically meta tags, Google bots um, – which read your website and say, okay, this is what this website is about and this is how it should be ranked. Googlebot will come into your code of your website and look for your meta tags and say, um, okay, well, then this, this is what this website is about. They're going to take the keywords in your meta tags because they don't want to, you know, robots are robots. I mean, they're not humans. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to easily get the information out of your website. And one of the ways they do that is by looking at your meta tags and seeing what your website is about. So they can easily come in and say, this website's about poker, this website's about selling books. This website's about swimming pools or whatever it may be. So that's what meta tags are used for. Okay. Um, we have we have our guest, our other guest, who's going to join us this evening. And I want to bring him on because he is an author. He he does, um, you know, have a DVD that he's trying to sell, and he's trying to understand social marketing. So this is perfect because we have a real newbie here um, that you can really, you know, help. <laughs> Here we go. So, uh, good evening, Jim Pritchard. You're 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 live on Mission Unstoppable Radio. Hello. Hello, Frankie. It's a delight to hear your voice again. I'm still chuckling over the idea of being referred to as a newbie. I know. Isn't it great to be your age and be a newbie? Jim is the um, author of The Warrior Mind, Ancient Wisdom from Martial Arts for Living a More Powerful Life. And he is a successful businessman. He's a speaker. He's a security advisor, actor, teacher, both physical and psychological self-defense. And he is um, interested in learning how to use social networking sites to increase his DVD and book sales. And he's also a veteran of the Special Forces, which I thought would be kind of fun um, because you guys probably have lots to talk about. And he holds black belts in several martial arts, including advanced body, mind, spiritual practices of a ninjutsu and and taijutsu. And I have met him, and he is one scary dude. (laughs) Hello. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'd like to introduce you to Mike, Mike Vulcan. This is Jim Pritchard. Mike, how are you? Doing well. A pleasure. So Jim hasn't had the benefit of reading your book, Mike, but um, he he does he is very interested in how to use social networking sites to promote his own book. Um, let's let's maybe look at Twitter because Twitter is kind of something that people don't really understand. Um, you know, you, you get to put like 120 characters, and how how does that help you sell a book? Yeah, hey, you know, all the authors listening and uh, can can pick up a quick tip right now. They can go to Twitter.com, sign up for an account. But you're right, most people don't understand Twitter, and I'm going to show you how to uh, get some book sales from it in the next 20 minutes. Uh, okay. In fact, you know, I recently saw a statistic that said 90 people, 90% of people who sign up for a Twitter account don't use that account after one month. 
but those who do know how to uh, really utilize it can see what a powerful resource it actually can be, especially for authors. And I could talk about the endless applications of Twitter all day, but um, bottom line is there are numerous third-party applications for Twitter that can help authors sell books, and there are several that I use. One of the best is a website called monitor.com, uh, and I'll spell that. It's M-O-N-I-T-T-E-R.com. Now, Monitor allows users to view tweets. Every time somebody types something in Twitter, it's called a tweet. Monitor mm -hmm. allows users to view tweets in real time, but only the tweets that you want to see. So what you do is you go to monitor.com and you enter three keywords at the website. Okay? Now, the keywords can be rela related to the subject of your book, of course. For example, if you have a book on the military, uh, like I do, military basic training, for example. Uh, I would go to monitor.com and I would enter one of my keywords, drill sergeant, or mm -hmm. a keyword maybe boot camp, uh, maybe military fitness. Um, once those keywords are entered, whoever types a tweet using those keywords pops up on the screen right there in real time. Oh, okay. Are, so it's like a Google are, alert almost. Yeah, a Google alert in real time. So yeah. those are potential customers. You can communicate with them instantly. Um, and you can even, the best part is selecting a geographic pr uh, presence. So if you want to monitor these keywords within a 50-mile radius from your house, for example, you can do that. Um, monitor has been a goldmine for me for book sales. And if you wanted something just like Monitor but a little bit more passive, um, use TweetBeep, T-W-E-E-T-Beep.com. Now, TweetBeep allows you to set up keyword alerts just like Monitor, and whenever anyone tweets a particular keyword, you are emailed that person's username and the tweet that they, that they use. Wow. Uh, so you can begin communicating with that user instantly. Now, you see right there, you just made everybody a ton of money, and, and nobody knew this stuff. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Jim, Can I ask a question, that? Mike? Yeah. Sure. Mike, how did you pick up the knowledge of these resources to bring to bear? For the last four years, through trial and error, you know, and then it just kind of became an obsession to learn about, you know, marketing on social networking and internet sites and through chatter. Um, if you want, if you're interested in what I'm talking about right now, there is a great website called Mashables.com. M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E-S.com. Mashables is basically a lot of thousands of people just like me. Uh, who just log in and um, every day and start giving their social networking tips, and you can pick up a lot uh, from Mashables.com. They'll talk about all sorts of social networking sites and Google tips and tricks. Um, so ma I visit Mashables every day to pick up uh, neat little tidbits. That's awesome. Or we could go to sell a ton of books, and you could do it all for us. There you go. I actually said thanks for the plug. I actually said they, <laughs> you know, I look at a. A lot of uh, people trying to, uh, you know, help authors with their sales, and I, I stepped back from that and I said, you know what, I can teach people how to do it, or I can just do it for them. So I have several marketing programs uh, on my website where you can just kind of turn over a portion of your book marketing to me, and I'll literally sell the books for you on these social networking sites. Let me ask Jim something. Jim, I mean, you're you're closer to my age, over fifty. Do you find this stuff scary? Barely. No, I find it downright intimidating because there there is no room for, uh, yeah, I got it fairly close. Just, you know, another titch, I would have been there. Does not count on the Internet. Uh-huh. You know, the, the truth about proximity referring to um, horseshoes and hand grenades is correct. Because, <laughs> because with what I've tried, I want to ask Mike, is are the same principles do you think applicable to selling DVDs oh, as wow. it is? Is well, it the, the same media, as it were? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, before you, you joined, uh, Frank and I had a discussion about, you know, this book could really, you know, the book that I'm, I've just published could, doesn't just have to be about book sales. It can be about anything. Uh, social networking is when you're grouping individuals of a certain interest uh, into an area. So what you're doing is just picture yourself walking into a room with 50 or 100 people there that all like sailboats, for example, and you have a DVD or a book on sailboats to sell. So you're walking into um, a hungry lion's den, uh, if, you know, to put an analogy, and if you have books, DVDs, consulting, you know, speaking engagements, whatever you have to sell, social networking is the way to sell it. 
You see, I think that you might have an opportunity here, Mike, for for people who are a little bit older, um, on the outer edge of baby boomer, who who are afraid of the internet. You know, when when people are young, they're fearless. Um, they're not afraid to break anything. They're not afraid to do something wrong. But as you get older, you're you kind of have this fear of doing things wrong. And and I've noticed, you know, through through the interviews that I've done, um, and and speaking to older people, that they want to get on the internet. Um, they want they have books like like we talked about at the very beginning, but they're a little bit afraid to that they can't quite get what you know what you're talking about. So I don't know if you can dumb it down even more, um, or you know have a book directly related to seniors who want to sell books on the internet. You know, and and same book but you know different name. Sure. Yeah, maybe I could, um, you know, I mean, that's the reason why uh, my marketing plan is designed like that, because I realize that, you know, there's so many websites out there that you could literally get lost in yourself just learning about where yeah. to market. Um, so that's why my marketing programs at my website just, they literally say, hey, tell me what you want and I'll do it for you. And I, you don't have to learn anything if you don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think but, it's good, good to learn point. something, though. Everybody needs to learn. It keeps them young. Oh, Lord, I think it goes right back to the story of uh, teaching somebody to fish as opposed to giving them a fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sure. You know, learn le- learn as much as you can. What I wanted to ask you, Mike, and the, the next guy, and I'm sorry if I run on too much <laughs> with too many questions, just tell me to shh. No problem. <laughs> well, Frankie's very good at telling me to shh. Um, <laughs> In terms of linking with other, I've kind of stayed away from it because I just haven't seen it as a, a marketing approach. Uh, it hasn't made sense to me that linking to other sites randomly is is when when I was in business, uh, we stayed everything stayed relevant to our core business. Is that fundamentally the same approach with uh, setting up links to a? I've got a link to American Management because they're my publisher. Right. Uh, except, okay, that I found very relevant. But to, to go away from uh, my publishers or or chaps that think like I do, Reader Circle is another one that I link to just because I like what they do. But in general, right. is that part of a marketing program? You are correct where you know you feel that linking won't do much in that respect. The, what you should do is try to get websites to link to you, but they have to be like, kind websites. Uh, websites in, that are as specific to your subject matter as as you can possibly be. What I would do if I were you is I'd, I'd take a piece of paper, and I'm going to take this straight from the very beginning. I'd take a piece of paper and a pen, and I'd write out the five most common keywords or phrases relating to your book. All right, And once you have those five written down, I would log into Google.com. I would type in each and every keyword or phrase, and I would look at the top 10 websites, write them down, the top 10 websites that okay. come up in those keywords or phrases. Now, what you're going to be left, let's say you have five keywords and you wrote down the top 10 of each, you'll have 50 different websites, and you want to get a hold of the webmaster or the owner of those websites and see how you can work together um, and, and not exchange links, but, but you provide content to their website, meaning a tip, uh, some kind of... Uh, website content because to get in the ranked in the top 10 of Google mm-hmm. is very, very difficult. And what, they're, what you need to do to be ranked in the top 10 of Google is to have changing content every single day. So those websites are oh, craving really? for new content. They're, they're craving new content. They are waiting for somebody to come in and say, I'll, take some con- I'll help you uh, with some content. I'll write some tips. I'll write some blog posts or whatever it may be. Ask them. Introduce yourself, and they'll, in exchange, Put a link uh, to my site on, on, on these posts or the, that I give you, these blog posts or these tips, uh, or help sell my book or whatever, and you'll, you'll find that probably seven out of every ten websites will be happy to make that exchange for you. No kidding. But what about in, in the reverse then for him? Would he not want to ask them to provide him with content? Yes and no. Um, you want to make your website as original as possible. Now, when, there's, when you have, let's say, website A and website B linking mm-hmm. back and forth to each other, it cancels each other out okay. uh, as far as the Google ranking is concerned. Okay. All right? So you want to have incoming links but a uh, few outgoing links. That's the okay. goal. Okay. 
Because I, I, I think it said that I was like in the top 21% or something for links. Like I've got really good links, I guess, linking back or whatever. But um, not so good on other areas. So it's kind of hard to understand, but um, I guess we'll get it as, as, as we go through. <laughs> well, you, you won't get it, unfortunately, and I don't get it. And, in fact, nobody in the world gets it because Google has never released their formula for how they rank websites. But we, oh, okay. have, a really, we have a really good idea. And, you know, there's thousands of factors that Google ranks. Uh, mm -hmm. your website on. Those Google bots are very sophisticated, but all you really have to know is the few things in my book. Uh, you know, I have a section on, um, on how to get ranked in the top ten of Google. You really only right. have to know three or four techniques and be diligent with them, and you'll get in the top ten. I'm in the top ten on several keywords uh, in Google, and uh, you know, I did it quite easily just when you understand a few key factors. Okay, so you're, you're saying that we really shouldn't bother to buy any keywords. Don't We don't need to spend money. No. Um, we can do like like you just told um, Jim. Do the analytics, and and go out there and, and look for these fifty websites and and start giving them some information, which is a, a really great way to do it. Right. I really like put, that. A, put a standard uh, email together. You could send the same email to all fifty people. Uh, you know, hey, I'm an author of X and X. You know, so and so book. I'd like to contribute content to your website via tips or blog posts. Please contact me at your earliest convenience and give your phone number. And just copy and paste that to all the, the websites that, um, you know, that you find that are relevant to your website. You know, when I sent my, the promo out tonight, I already got um, authors writing back to me, oh, my gosh, I have to buy that book. Oh, my gosh. So you, let me know how your sales go. Okay, definitely will. <laughs> I'm interested. But I want to know how many extra sales can we expect? Like we're going to go through your book. We're going to do all this work. How many extra sales can we expect? Oh, um, <laughs> well, it, it all depends. I hate to give you that answer, but um, it, it can all we expect to double our 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 F, You know, if we do all everything that you tell us to do on the social networking, should we double our sales? Well, it depends what your sales is. Now, you know, let me let me put it this way: the more time you spend on social networking sites, the more books you're going to sell. Um, mm -hmm. But you have to be able to do it diligently. I was trying my hand at social networking sites for six months or a year, getting absolutely no returns. All right, and then I, I realized the tips or tricks and what people wanted to hear and and where the, the interested buyers were, if you can hit that segment, uh, you know, you could spend maybe, let's just say a half an hour a day, each day of the week on a different website, you know, uh, so you pick uh, five websites a week. Um, mm -hmm. And you, you, you do those websites for a month. So you're working five websites for a month, a half an hour a day. Um, you'll probably bring in, to start, uh, maybe three or four book sales a day, you know, not, just a little bit minimal. But then uh -huh. when, people, when people buy those books and they start talking about them on the social networking sites, that's when your seeds get planted. That's when the residual moneymaker starts coming in, when, when uh -huh. you have your customers talking about the books for you. So initially right. it's going to be a slow return, but then it's going to start gaining up and just gain momentum like a snowball going downhill. Okay, okay, because it just, it just goes exponentially. So in your book you discuss how an author can turn one sale into three, and I really liked how you how – you, position that. So talk about that for a sec. Okay. Um, turning one sale into three. Um, there's, let's see, the bad news is, you know, less than 1% of authors actually make a living solely on their book sales. That's, that's a fact. So in such a small percentage, because a book is only a few dollars, and there isn't much profit in book sales, especially if you have a publisher. So in my book, I explain that your book should only be a gateway to more profitable sales. And I discuss extra uh, revenue possibilities uh, that you should get out of your book in my book. Um, mm -hmm. Can your book be turned into an online training class or a university? Um, can your book be used as a gateway to get paid for speeches? There are many options available to use your book as a gateway to more profitable sales. And the chapter you're referring to in my book evaluates if these options are possible for you in your book. And with as many books as I sell every week, it doesn't compare to the follow-up revenue I'm generating as a result of my initial book sale. And I'll give you an example, my military basic training book. People buy my book. They want to learn on how to you know, get fit for the military and deal with drill sergeants and all that good stuff. But then mm -hmm. I send them an email saying, how would you like some videos of me walking you through uh, various aspects of basic training where you can just click a link on your computer, you can – be ready to go in 15 minutes. You don't have to wait in the mail for the book. And it, I call it Basic Training University. 
And this is pure profit because these are videos I made that are posted online. It doesn't cost me a cent to, to send right. out this email. So they're buying these basic training university for 25 bucks a pop. And every time somebody sells me a book, I send them an email saying, you know what, the retail value is 35 bucks. I'm going to give you $10 off if you buy it today. And that is five, every one of those sales equals five book sales. You know, mm -hmm. a book is only five or 10 bucks, but I'm making $25 of pure profit on a basic training university. So. Wow. Jim, you must have a question. Oh, I, the list is long and noble, Mike. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear that Mike pays his mortgage completely with his book sales? Stop! I'm so envious. <laughs> Is, are your books available with? Um, uh, and forgive me if I get the terminology wrong. I'm still learning the stuff. An MP3 download? Yes, you should always make your book available uh, on MP3 download. It is uh, a popular avenue of sales. Most people listen to their, especially if your audience is a younger crowd. Most people listen to books. Uh, online now, and mm -hmm. they download it to their iPhone or their iPod, or they listen on their computer when they're at work on headphones or whatever. So always make your available uh, book available on MP3. How do you do that? There's a free program called Audacity. Go ahead, type in on Google.com, type in Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Download that free program. If your computer has a wireless microphone in it, it probably does. If you got your computer within the last three years, it's pretty standard now. Yep. All you have to do is click record. Which is, it, it basically, Audacity it just looks like a DVD controller. Um, it has a play button, a stop button, and a record button. You just hit record, and your voice will be recorded. You're reading the book. At the end, it'll, you just click save. It'll save it as an MP3, and you upload it to your website. You got yourself an audio book. Well, the only problem I had with Audacity, so let me stop you there, because the only problem I had with Audacity was the editing bit of it. Because, you know, if you make a mistake, you can't just keep going. You do have to stop, and you don't want to do the whole thing over. Oh, no. There's there's ways you can just read the whole book and just uh, highlight and delete and whatever you don't want. It's it's pretty easy, and I'll, I can teach you that offline. If, if any of you are confused with Audacity, just send oh, okay, me Oh, okay, great. That's perfect. Yeah, send me an email. Okay, great. Out. Thanks. Mike, can I broach the subject of the military just a, a quickly? Sure. Were you a DI? No, I was not. That's part of the appeal of my book is that I'm, I was not a drill instructor, and um, I still have a deep hatred for my drill instructors. They made my life miserable for six months. You know, uh, but, I, you know, after I got out, I realized that they, were, uh, they really turned, turned me around, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was never a drill instructor. Well, the the reason I'm asking is uh, there's a restaurant that I frequent, and the the chef in the restaurant is uh, ex Navy, where, which I am also, both Canadian and uh, U.S. Navy. And uh, one of the things the young man was saying, well, uh, you were an officer, and and he was enlisted, and I said, no, no, you're you're viewing it entirely incorrectly. You're correct, I was an officer, and you're correct, he was an enlisted man. He was a senior NCO, and we did everything but call the National Guard to make sure he was looked after. Right. Because if you want the quality of food to stay up, you make sure he's looked after. And we viewed our sergeant majors and DIs in exactly the same light. Without right. your ranking, the military simply doesn't operate. That's correct. I mean, that that's exactly – so for, forgive me, Frankie, for deviating a bit, but anybody – No, it's okay because we've been talking about his book and, and we should bring it up. Absolutely. Yeah, anybody who's listening from the military uh, who did their time, did their service to their country, would be well aware that uh, you, you think it's the officers that run it. It is not. It's the sergeants and sergeant majors. It's the drill instructors. When I went through Bragg, I mean, the the DIs scared the living bejesus out of me. Yeah, they're they're well, professionals. They, you know. <laughs> oh. I got to get, you know, my daughter's wanted to be in the military forever and I and I definitely have to, you know, download this book for her. But what is the deal of, you know, them yelling at you? Why do they have to scream in your face? Is it that they really have to um break you down to build you back up? Is that the idea? Yeah, I get that question all the time. I mean, and this is the analogy I use. Are you familiar with Richard Simmons, the celebrity? Yep. Yep. All right. Picture picture yourself waking up at, at basic training at 10 a.m with Richard Simmons coming in with a big smile on his face saying, after our pancake breakfast, we're going to learn how to shoot a rifle. You know, I mean, what kind of military is that going to build, right? Nobody's going to be uh, intimidated by the U.S. military. They're going to be a laughing stock. Um, so, you know, the way that you have to break yourself down as a civilian and build you up into a soldier is to be tougher than you're used to 
uh, being in your civilian life. The civilian life, we have horrible habits, you know, wake up sometimes mm -hmm. on weekends whenever we want to. Uh, the military life has to be tough in order to defend uh, the people. You have to be tougher than the people themselves. That's the reason why they get in your face. Wow. Nice. But don't some people respond more to niceness? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the military, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you got more stuff with honey? I don't know. <laughs> oh, is this a honey rather than vinegar thing? Yeah. yeah. I re if you get in a, a firefight, and, and forgive the euphemism, Frankie, but if, if somebody's shooting at you, yeah. the last thing I want is somebody thinking about Richard Simmons. And what color-coordinated clothing he might be wearing today. Yeah, what headband he's got on today. Okay, yeah. well, let's get back, let's get back to these social sites here. Um, Can I ask an economic question? Yeah. Mike, Mike, in the States, with the, the economic downturn, of the, yes. is there, uh, has there, I don't even know if it's being measured. We know that in an economic downturn, money tightens up a bit. Has this had any reflection uh, on the sales of your product, or have you have you succeeded in reaching an emotional attachment with your customers and clients? Great question. I have not noticed. In fact, I've I've had my best year ever of book sales. Um, number one, books are cheap. No matter how bad the recession is, people always got 20 books to shell out, especially if it's about how to make money, like my last book, you know, okay. social networking for authors. And number two, your marketing pitch for your book should be emotionally based anyway. That's what makes people buy books. That's what, what people are connected to. They, they buy because they feel like they want to buy your product, and feeling is an emotion. So you, your marketing message should be uh, an emotional one anyway, and that's what people will, will shell out the money for. Nice. Okay, you, you mentioned a whole bunch of websites. Some, some, as I said at the beginning, some we know, some are common, like Facebook, MySpace, and YouTube. Uh, Ning, uh, Delicious, Dig, Dig.com. Now it said when I did my um, when I went through the book and I did website grader, it said you don't have any Dig.com stuff. Yeah. So why would I want Dig.com? What is it? Dig is basically a collective news site. So you can put press releases on your book. You can uh, upload certain uh, websites or interesting tidbits you like on Dig. Uh, what you do is you go to dig.com, D-I-G-G.com, and um, you can kind of see what uh, people are doing uh, and submitting into the site. But it's user, user content generated interesting tidbits. Um, and then when you like something, you just, somebody, you just click the I dig it button, and you can mm -hmm. see like, oh, 50 people digged my press release, or 30 people dig this, or 100 people dig that. The more popular, the more digs you get, the more popular it becomes in the site. Hopefully it makes the home page. Um, which gets, of course, millions of hits a month. Um, mm -hmm. So your goal is to write an interesting ad copy about your book in some way and upload it up there so a lot of people will dig it and it becomes very popular and gets some great exposure on a site that gets millions and millions of hits. That's the goal on Dig. Okay, so I can write one thing, and if I say share this, and I can, it will just upload it automatically to like about 20 sites. Does that work? Um, yes, essentially. It's, it's not automatic like that. If you're talking about sharethis.com where you can put mm -hmm. a, on the bottom of your blog post, you can put a button that when people click share this, uh, a list of about 40 different websites come up. Um, mm -hmm. Now they can pick one that maybe Facebook, they can, see, they can click the Facebook icon and then automatically share it. Uh, they won't be able to share all 40 sites all at once because every one of them has different, different upload parameters. You know, you've got to log in and whatnot. But um, yeah, so basically if they see share this and they see, hey, I think some of my Facebook buddies would like this, They'll click on one of your articles, Frankie, and click share this. They'll click on the Facebook icon, and it'll go right to their website. You know, John Smith recommended Frankie's article right on Facebook so all their Facebook buddies can see it. That's but it's not for me to button. share. So it's for other people to share, but not for me to share? That's correct. Yeah. It's for other people that come okay. across your content and want to share it. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, you have, LinkedIn, I don't really get LinkedIn. I've never really done any business on LinkedIn. Oh, um, LinkedIn's great. You're missing out. Yeah, well, I I don't I've never honestly like barely ever met anybody. People from other sites who know me want to be my LinkedIn friend, um, but I've never really done anything on it. I, as a matter of fact, I thought it was a real dud site. So tell me why I like it. LinkedIn.com. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N. Everybody who has anything to sell, product or service, should be on this. 
it's based on the concept that you, Frankie, are six degrees of freedom away from the President of the United States, from anybody mm-hmm. in the country, from the, you know, anybody that you can possibly think of. So LinkedIn is based on degrees of freedom, that you are nowhere more than six degrees away from anyone. Um, mm-hmm. So a degree being uh, – one degree would be, you know, you're my friend, Frankie. You're, you're my first degree of freedom. And then your friend, Frankie, is two degrees of freedom away from me because you're my friend's friend. That's mm-hmm. the way it works. So it's for business people, especially if you have something along the lines of some kind of business book or business product to sell. You should be on LinkedIn because uh, it's for business professionals. You create a profile about yourself. You upload um, where you worked before in the past. It will link you to uh, you know, all the people in your former office or employer, uh, your current office or employer who's on LinkedIn. So it automatically links you into everybody who you've been associated with in the past based on your profile information. And um, you know, if you put in a LinkedIn as far as you're an author, you can easily search other authors um, on LinkedIn and start networking with them immediately or whoever the subject matter of, of your book might be that you're trying to market to. So LinkedIn's a great site, very popular. You're on LinkedIn. Who me? Yeah. Are you? No. You're on. LinkedIn, oh yeah, you? I have a presence on LinkedIn, but I haven't um, haven't had any success with it at all. Yeah. I'm still I, focused on this Twitter thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you've got you've got sites here. Technorati, you, you kind of rate that pretty high. And Squeedoo is supposed to be really really good too. So can you? Do, we we don't have that much time, but we got eight minutes here. Do you want? Can you talk yeah. about those two? I'll do it really quick. Uh, Technorati is for bloggers. Uh, if you know, a blog is basically you put an article about your subject matter, and it's just like Dig. In fact, uh, you will it's user content generated uh, blog. So basically, somebody you'll you'll upload your blog to Technorati, T-E-C-H-N-O-R-A-T-I. You'll upload your blog to Technorati. People like it. They see it. They vote for it, and uh, it gets popular because the more people that vote for it, the more people will see it. The more people that see it, the more people vote for it, and then it becomes very, very popular. And likewise, Squidoo, S-Q-U-I-D-O-O.com, is absolutely in love. Google is in love with Squidoo. It's just like creating a website. You just log into Squidoo. You enter a few things about your book, upload a picture of the cover of your book, a little bit of information about yourself as the author. You can even have uh, links going into it and coming out of it, and once uh, it's created, uh, this website is actually called a lens. So when you create, a, for example, a, a, a lens, a Squidoo lens on social networking, uh, it'll be squidoo.com forward slash social networking, whatever your lens is. And then anybody who's searching for a term social networking on Google, Squidoo will be rank, ranked very high because Squidoo is trusted by Google as having quality content. There's no spam on there. Um, so they trust that all their users are creating great content, so that's why Google loves them. In fact, I created um, a Squidoo Lens on Drill Sergeants last week, and it's already ranked higher than the section of my website on Drill Sergeants. And I just created it last week, and my, my website's been around for years. Wow. So Squidoo, wow. Yeah, Google loves Squidoo. Okay, uh, did you have a question? I did. Okay, go ahead, please. Uh, Mike, the, um, the idea we talk about single or mono selling, and I, I've heard a great deal about this, selling a book or selling a DVD. What about if you put a package together, a book, a DVD, and a Yawara stick as an example? Is that any more marketable than, than selling product individually? I don't, I don't see any. Uh, no, explain that to me again real quick. I'm not, okay, I'm let's not, say we're talking about uh, social networking for authors as a book by itself. Right. Right. Now, uh, so they want to boost sales. So traditionally, in traditional type selling through a distributor, you'd say, well, buy one of these books. We'll give you a free pair of sunglasses. Sure. Or buy one of these books, and you win a chance to win a trip to Texas for two. <laughs> sure. I mean, is, is that an acceptable method of marketing on the Internet, or is it stay mono, stay with one item? Yeah, yeah, stay with one item. There, there's so many avenues for selling your book without having affiliate programs like that. Okay. Uh, you know, having people buy something to get something generally doesn't work, in my opinion, unless they're very relatable products. All right, okay. Very similar. Okay, no, it, w- it was something that, and a couple of folks have mentioned it to me about it trying to enhance sales of your core product through affiliate products. 
Well, affiliate's yeah. different, though. Affiliate no, is sorry, different. I won't say affiliates. Um, alternate products along right. the same group. I wouldn't worry about that. There's too many avenues to make money just with, through social networking. Don't don't get caught up with all that stuff. There's but you but, you're, but I think what you're asking, I think what he's really asking, Mike, is mm-hmm. is he has a book and he has um, a, a a weapon that he could sell with that book. Oh. Now, can he sell, should he sell the weapon with the book? Is it make it better? Should make he sell it by the itself. weapon separately? Should it be half price? Should it be here's my gift to you if you buy the book? Um, if they are if they are relatable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do that if you have access to it. Now, if if you, if your weapon, let's say, is a hundred bucks and your book is uh, ten, all right, yep. just a, for the sake of round numbers, you can say buy my book for ten bucks and get fifteen bucks off the weapon. You know, then they'll then they'll see it like, oh, that's free. You know, essentially, I get the book for free. Gotcha. Uh, but you know, uh, that's that's a good way to sell books if they're very relatable and similar products. Or they because the the uh, book focuses on on safety, fears, anxieties, and doubts, and how do you feel safe? Ah, perfect. All right. Therefore, the the link with I don't. Do you, are you familiar with the Yawara stick in the martial uh, yes, arts? I'm, yes. Okay. That is is what now here in Canada, uh, Yawara stick is illegal. But if you put a keychain on the end of it, now it's a keychain. It's not a Yawara stick. <laughs> but the application. Yeah. I mean, yeah. go figure. Yeah. Right. So that that's the the point that I'm trying to get. Should I market it as an appeal to the book? Because they both have the same core value, and that's safe. I don't see any, yeah, I don't see any reason why not. They're very, they're very similar, like-kind products, so I think that will work out well. They'll, they'll play well with each other, mutually beneficial. Yeah, because you know, somebody, who doesn't want, somebody who doesn't want your book might just want the stick. Just to feel safe. Yeah, yeah. and then you could, just, you could just give yourself a little e-book on how, that you could sell on how to use the stick. Well, right. Right, I have to admit to both of you, right now, I, you've given me so many darn directions to take a look at. <laughs> Where do we start? Well, that, and that's, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Mike has all these books, and, and, you know, he's doing really, really well. Obviously, he's doing super well with them if he's paying his mortgage off. Well, with, with well it occurs to me, this sell-a-ton-of-books site that you've got, Mike, you, Mike, you look like you're in a CC trailer. Do you know what I mean by that, in that picture? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, i I got to redo that. Command and control. Yeah. Yeah, he he's got a lot of different looks. Um but you know, this is a great site. It is a really good site and, and he asked me to look at his site before he, he kind of really went off with it. Um he's got chat with live with the author which is really good and you can do that, you know, he explains how to do that in your in his book. So, if you're around and you want to chat with the folks who are on your website who want to talk to you about how do you, how do I do all this or why should I buy your book? Then you can just automatically just start chatting with it, which is a great thing, and that's that's in your book. Um, so you really you've really taken the content of your book and and applied it to your website. Right, right, yeah. And you were just talking about Google, Google Chatback. So yeah, that's yeah. A, um, free free program, and I I probably solely responsible for at least twenty or thirty dollars worth of profit a day for me. Book sales. Um, I'm I'm sorry. What's this Google Chatback thing? I'll I'll. I'll, I'll it, it's or a you little, can tell me, Frankie. Yeah, well, Mike can tell you what it is, but but basically, it's it's an application that's on your site um, where it's showing that that he's there right now, so you can talk to me. Yes. You know, like a little wow. chat, like MSN chat or any kind of chat. You know. If you go to sellatonofbooks.com right now and look on the right hand side, you'll see that I'm available to oh, talk. Okay, to you. I'm just going to do that while we got you here. Might as well, and I can connect to you on the computer and just. Pretend like you're a customer wanting to have a question about my book, and then you offer them a little coupon code for a couple bucks off, and you see the order come through the screen five minutes later because they're so thrilled they just talked to the author. Happens every day for me. So let, let's talk about folks getting an, um, an autographed copy of your book, Mike, because obviously, you know, whoever's listening right now is, and they're still listening, um, wants a copy of this book. So well, where do we get it? Well, go to sellatonofbooks.com, sellatonofbooks.com, and um, I set up a coupon code for you guys. Um, so everybody who orders in the next 24 hours will get five bucks off. You just uh, when the when the shopping cart asks for a coupon code, just enter it, enter the word radio, and um, I'll be able to um, ship out a signed copy for you the very day you order it. Fantastic. And I would highly recommend this book. It is, like I said at the very beginning of the show, it's very easy to read. It's well laid out. Um, everything that you need to do, step by step by step, is there. 
and, and he tells you exactly how to do it. And so if you do have a book, if you have a product, any product that you want to sell on the Internet, this is the way, this is the book for you. Um, you know, don't get tied up in, in the word author because um, it, it is easier to sell to a niche market. But um, like I said, the book has tons of applications. We've got 16 seconds. So uh, Mike Vulcan, I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest. Jim Pritchard, thank you for supporting us. I really do appreciate you for coming on and, and asking those great questions. Oh, thanks so Go much to sell a ton of books. Uh, .com, and we will see you next week here on Mission Unstoppable Radio. Thank you both for being my guest. Thank you. Take care. Thank Take care. you. Bye-bye. On your side, Mike. Hey, Houston. For a limited time at VisionWorks, you can get two complete pairs of glasses, frames, lenses, the works, for just $49 on single vision glasses and $89 on progressives. And that's a good deal. But we offer that pricing on over 500 frames, which makes it a great deal. Right now, buy two complete pairs of single vision glasses for just $49 or two pairs of progressives for only $89. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See store for details. Offer expires November 10th.